This episode of With Love and Justice for All is brought to you by Bliss Books and Wine. Bliss Books and Wine is an independent black-owned bookstore for wine enthusiasts and book lovers. Listed as one of the black-owned bookstores in America that amplify the best in literature by OprahDaily.com, Bliss Books and Wine is your go-to for all your favorite titles, including ebooks and audiobooks. And when we buy from black-owned businesses, we are helping to create a world of racial equity. When ordering online, use the code 846BOOK for a 10% discount. That's 846-B-O-O-K for a 10% discount at blissbooksandwine.com. In order to advance racial equity, there is work for white people and people of color to do together and separately. The Project Sanctus Affinity Groups provide safe spaces for people to work within their own racial and ethnic groups. Join us every first and third Wednesday of the month at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Zoom for brave, vulnerable conversations and for building culture through engaging embodied practices. For more details and a registration, visit projectsanctus.com. Exploring the healing and culture-building practices of embodied anti-racism. This is With Love and Justice for All with Reverend Ogan Holder and Reverend Kelly Isola. Hello, everyone. It is Friday, October 21st, and this is another episode of With Love and Justice for All. It's episode 55, and we're calling it From Bad to Worse, question mark, and other headlines. This is our Friday episode where we explore some headlines that you may have missed as we continue our conversations around embodied anti-racism, dismantling oppression, fostering liberation, and the special challenges that may arise as spiritual seekers and with spiritual communities. As always, thank you all for listening. Thank you for subscribing and all your podcast platforms. Thank you for rating the podcast. If you haven't yet, I'm thanking you in advance. Please go rate the podcast as well. Um, Shout out to our top listeners. Um, in the U.S., uh, Missouri, Massachusetts, North Carolina, Texas, California, and to our international listeners in Canada, France, the U.K. Internationalist nerds. Inter- they're international. <laughs> what? It sounded like you said international nerds. No, listeners. International listeners. Oh. Listeners. I, thought, I didn't think you meant nerds. But no, yeah. international listeners in uh, Canada, France, U.K. I know I just kind of rolled through it there. Um, and yes, UK, you're in our thoughts and prayers as you go through yet another round. You know, it's the hilarious thing about the prime minister stepping down <laughs> that Boris Johnson could possibly become prime minister. I know, again. I know, I know, After I know. He got the post because he was forced to resign. It can't make this up, but we're not here to talk about that today. But no, you know, shout out to our UK listeners. Um, so, uh, we'll explore some headlines today, but but first, first, a few announcements. Yes, if you would like to join the conversation, you can message us on Facebook and Instagram. Our handle is at Get Our Holy On. So go visit us at either place for more and more wonderful connections, information, classes, like some of the ones we have coming up. We have our last nonfiction book club is October 27th. And uh, I mean, our last fiction 
book club is October 27th. And um, that is uh, how the one-armed sister sweeps her house. We've been doing this. We did five months uh, of non-fiction books. I don't know. Wow. Uh, of fiction books, all written by Black women. And this last one is especially um, uh, a favorite because the, the author is from Barbados. So Reverend Ogan, yes, his home home was home away from the U.S., uh, his home home. So join us. Um, you can go to our website, projectsanctus.com and go to the, under the events, to the fiction book club and register. And it's really a good book. I've enjoyed all of them, a couple of them more than others, but I really like this one, How the One-Armed Sister Sweeps Her House. So that's that's next Thursday, October 27th. Also continuing is our nonfiction um, book club, our 846 book club. That's That's a couple years old now. And we've been working our way through, it's a book called Do the Work, an anti-racist activity book written by uh, comedian W. Kamau Bell and activist Kate Schatz, um, although W. Kamau Bell is certainly an activist as well. Uh, but we are, so Tuesdays from 7 to 9 Eastern, we still have uh, two more two more sessions and this is absolutely an activity book there's not a lot there are some things to read mostly it's activities it's very um experiential it has been prompting some wonderful wonderful deep conversations and the you know everybody's learning has just been radically expanded uh and it's we're gonna have to do this one again ogan sorry <laughs> uh but it's because it's been so good we have a contemplative play shop coming up on November 12th that it's called Love and Rage, a contemplative play shop on liberation. And it's based on the work of Lama Rod Owens, who uh, has a book um, by the name of Love and Rage, and he's a Buddhist. And this is a, uh, it's called a contemplative play shop because it's it's on November 12th, 10 to 5.30 Eastern. There will be a lunch break and we will have some, we'll close our day with some ritual, but it's really it's an invitation to redefine our relationship with anger and to love ourselves deeper and to decolonize our wholeness. Uh, it's, we'll be, you know, engaged in conversation, contemplation, but um, it's more of play shop than, than workshop. And then we have a new offering on, uh, it's called Talking to Your People. We have uh, November 19th from 10 to 2 p.m., and again, uh, this is save the date right now. I don't quite have the registration up online, but save the date. And what this is about is that in a few weeks, we are coming into the midterm elections and right on the heels of that are holidays. And we know that people have already been struggling with conversations with loved ones, family members, friends, and, and just relationships breaking down and breaking apart. And uh, so, with the midterm elections and holidays, we're offering this talking to your people that truly is a, we're going to come together and we're going to role play. We're going to help people practice how to have, you know, to talk to your people about things that are so emotionally charged, you know, things where, where within very close-knit families just tears them apart and on very two different, you know, like living in two different solar systems. So that's coming up. Oh, also we have actually offering that twice on November 19th and then again on um, December 3rd. So there'll be two two weeks later. So two options uh, offering people, but we thought it would be good to 
help people through the holidays a little bit. So uh, as you mentioned, we are a few weeks away from midterms. We're actually less than two weeks. Um, in terms less of than two weeks. Oh, yeah. less, less than three weeks, sorry, less than three weeks. It's two weeks and change uh, right. from, from the midterms. Um, so um, some lots of stuff has been coming up um, around that. And we thought we'd, we'd hit a few of those um, today. And again, continuing the um, to bring awareness more and more to uh, what is at stake, hence the headlines from bad to worse, question mark, because depending on who gets in power, it, it things could get worse. How might things get worse? For example, should the Republicans um, assume majority control of the House and or the Senate? Um, they have already showed us their hand as to what they're going to be doing. Um, for example, um, uh, you've seen culture wars in the last couple of years are already changing um, schools and um, how how folks can teach and what they're teaching. We already did a couple episodes around that in the last three academic years. Legislators in 45 states have proposed 283 laws that either are restricting what teachers can say about race and racism, American history to change how they can teach about gender identity, sexuality, LGBTQ issues, boost parents' rights, limit access to school libraries and books. Um, of these, 64 of these bills have been signed into law across 25 states. And when you- Wait, so just pause on that for a moment. Okay, I'm pausing. I mean, that's- well, I want to pause because that is enormous. It's that is enormous. scary. Yes. It's like, I'm just, I'm getting this wash over of, you know, I read this and, and had even beforehand, but just hearing you, it's one thing to read it and hear my head and then to have someone say it out loud. Yes. Um, I, the impact, like, is anybody listening? <laughs> yeah. Um, the, the impact. Well, let's talk about the impact. Um, so I said 283 laws were proposed six of the 64 bills have been signed into law across 25 states. And the population is basically of those states was about 42% of all Americans. So, so I'm reading from the Washington Post, a plurality of the past laws, 42%. Bar transgender students from playing on sports teams that match their gender gender identities. So that means if I'm transgender woman, I cannot participate in in say the women's swim team. Right. Um, okay. And and these laws mostly affect uh, younger children for some reason, um, but um, elementary school age, um, but but they are further reaching as well. Again, um, laws limited instruction on race, racism, history make up 28% of the laws. Uh, legislation that restricts what teachers can discuss related to gender identity, sexuality, and LGBTQ issues comes for 23% of the pass of, of these past laws. And in fact, um, uh, Republicans, they have already said that they, uh, they are going to pass, they want to pass a national uh, don't say gay law in yeah. 
sort of like amplifying and mimicking what's happening in Florida. So, so to be more specific, it is prohibit the use of federal funds to teach children about quote, sexually oriented material, as well as any topic involving gender identity, gender dysphoria, transgenderism, sexual orientation, or related subjects. And this is targeted um, mostly, again, children 10 and under. So this is um, elementary school age. Now, what's fascinating about this 10 and under is that um, the, 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 the party line, the narrative is that this is grooming children. This is, if we talk about this at that age, it'll, it'll make them trans, it'll make them gay. Um, research has shown that it's between the ages of three and five that individuals get, um, have a sense and a knowing about their gender identity. And this is without anybody having to help them figure it out. Right. That's what I was thinking, you know, when you say 10 and under, and my first thought, of course, is, well, by the time a child has reached 10. Yeah, they know it, this is not new. Right. So so the issue now becomes if we pass these laws, you know, some seven, eight, nine year old child who is very much aware of the fact that they're not identifying with the with the sex of their birth. Um, who are they going to talk to, right? right? Where are they going to find the resources? How are they going to find the help that they need to legally? So, uh, you know, teachers, you know, they come to it. The child comes to a teacher or a social worker or someone and says, you know, I, um, I'm, I am, I, I, I'm in a boy's body, but I, I really feel and believe that I'm a girl. Um, to use that as an example, then it could be against the law for the adult to offer them any sort of conversation, resource, support, anything like that. Not to mention gender affirming care, which we talked about in a previous podcast. So, so this is what's this is what's um, at stake. Already, anti-trans laws are on the rise. Uh, for example, in 2018, there were 19 uh, bills, anti-trans bills. Um, produced um, in state houses, 2018, there were 19 bills. In 2022, that number jumped to 155 bills. Wait, again, impact. <laughs> in yes. 2018, 2018, 19 bills. There were 19 bills. One nine. 2022, 155. And here's when the leap was made. So, so again, Washington Post broke this down. In 2018, there were 19 bills. In 2019, there were 25 bills. 2020, there were 60 bills, 60. 2021, 131 bills. 131 bills. So let's think back to what happened in 2020. I'm not sure if you remember, right? But this is when we really had that big push around critical race theory and yep. around uh, the message around grooming and all that sort of stuff really started rolling out, right? Um, and now this is this became the 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 the, the boogeyman, and got got uh, you know fragile parents all riled up. Um, and I wanted to say fragile white parents, but it's not all. They're not all white parents. Yeah. I want to be clear about that. Mostly, but not all. Um, but got parents riled up that that you know. Kids are gonna come to school, and somehow they're gonna learn to be gay, or somehow they're gonna become trans. 
And what they're pointing to, part of what they're pointing to is the, 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 the spike recently last few years that yes, more and more children and adolescents are coming out as trans. And it's not because they're being indoctrinated, it's because now, in spite of these anti-trans laws, or before these anti-trans laws were put in place, they're now feeling a sense of freedom and permission to be who they are. Right. And and the, the great metaphor that really hit home for me was, um, I think it was John Oliver on last week tonight who made this, he showed this chart where um, a few decades ago, there was a sudden sharp increase of people who were left-handed. And it wasn't suddenly because of some weird indoctrination. It was because parents stopped forcing children to write with their right hand because the right hand yeah. was the normative. I was one of those kids. I have uh, the memory of learning to write and my mother keep taking the pencil out of my left hand and putting it in my right hand. I am at birth a lefty. I don't know why yeah. that might explain that might explain why the brain's all screwed up because you know it it was initially wired one way and then rewired another right so at some point parents stopped doing that parents stopped forcing children to use the right hand and because you know this was a world that was created for right-handed people and they stopped doing that and all of a sudden it seemed like there was this you know increase in in left hand. there was but it's but there were always that many left-handed people. All right, along. right. It's not like there were more of right. them. It just we stopped abusing them. We, we, right. So. We stopped forcing them be, to be something they are not. Right. Right. Uh, exactly. So that, um, go ahead. It, no, I'm just um, I'm looking at the you know these bills and how they're jumping up and and the the rationale you know that um, in you know attacking or eliminating. Um, gender affirming care, you know, yeah. and uh, eliminating even having conversations, you know, just such restrictive laws that are really that they conservative legislators say it's to protect the rights of children. Um, and yet it just it doesn't do that. And it doesn't do it because in large part, it's being framed as, you know, as this is because of religion. You know, the uh, Alabama Governor Kay Ivey says, we're going to go by how God made us. Oh, if the good Lord made you a boy, you're a boy. And if he made you a girl, you're a girl. It's simple. And I, I think, oh, how? And okay. but that's the thing. It's, what about it's, separation of church and state? <laughs> and it's not simple. This is It's not a binary. Oh, and, and no, it's is, not. You know. And not to mention how many... Um, you know, that's her religion. That's her belief. And I, it's very, uh, it's, it's pushing this very conservative Christian agenda that, that has little to, you know, I, I don't even, I can't even make a sentence. It's, it's just, I, I'm so, I don't even have children. I don't have any live children. And the, the fallout to what's going to happen to children, you mm -hmm. know, in time. Like what you know? Who are in twenty years? What is our culture going to look like? Yes. You know, with these culture wars, 
Um, well, there be well as 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 wars go. There's always a lot of collateral damage. Of, yes. Of of innocence. There's also a lot of fleeing, right? Uh, so people are already leaving states with restrictive laws being passed. And if this becomes national, we have people. We are going to have people leaving the country. Uh, it's it's going to happen. I mean, it's already happening, but it's yeah. really going to happen on mass if we're not if we're not careful. Um, but um, I um, you mentioned you mentioned this earlier during uh, when we were talking. I, I tend to be the eternal optimist of the two of us, <laughs> and, and I truly believe it's a, it's when they made you write with your right hand. Your brain just something, man. Or yeah. maybe this is the left brain of me still still making itself known um the uh the, the uh unfortunately i i don't know if this is as a human species but definitely as as americans there's not a tendency to really understand um what we lose until we lose it you know uh what's her name saying about this don't know what it's gone don't know what we've got till it's gone Till it's gone, I don't remember. But right, yes. paradise and put up a parking lot. Oh, um, right, right. So that that sound. But this is the thing, right? That's what we're doing. We're paving paradise. We are, and 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 yeah. we've turned this into this polarizing political war, not realizing that regardless of which party you belong to or don't belong to, these laws will hurt us all. Yeah. Right, and this is this is the this is the thing we always come back to around white supremacy. When I, I actually just posted something on social media, but white supremacy is not attacking white people; is attacking this 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 thought of 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 suppression, this thought of of trying to engage in some sense of uh, of, of normalcy, this this thought that there is only one way to be the the, the binary. It is it is right. you know this is what. Um, white supremacy is all about. Um, I'll read a post. It's from uh, Caroline Sumlin. Criticizing white supremacy culture is not an attack on white people. It is an attack on the ideology that whiteness and every characteristic that has been associated with whiteness is superior, right? And this is, you know, cisgenderness, able-bodiedness, normativeness, everything, all, all the above um that the, christian male as, as right <laughs> so much as a standard and now this is what's happening um some other things on the ballot coming up uh slavery believe it or not you thought slavery was over well uh the 13th amendment there's a there's a push to amend the amendment right so the 13th amendment banned enslavement or involuntary servitude except as a yeah. form of criminal punishment right and that loophole that loophole has long permitted the exploitation yeah. of labor by convicted felons, right? right. Um, from all the all, from the time the Thirteenth Amendment was put into place, um, it's it's part of why we pretty much have a school to prison pipeline um, that disproportionately affects um, children of color. So so there, this is on the books because. Um, in order to, there's nearly 20 states that have constitutions that include language permitting slavery and involuntary servitude as criminal punishments still to this day, right? Yep. So even though there's the argument that nobody really follows it, the idea is, is still, a, it, it's what allows prisons to not just, 
it's not that prisons are allowed to exist, but what's allowed to happen is the prisoners are made to work for virtually next to nothing, if anything, compensation. Well, uh, it's the, uh, you know, it's up for Tennessee um, uh, uh, for them and their, their language that, you know, the language that they're putting forward to vote on this, you know, slavery is there's, they're saying that slavery and involuntary servitude are forever prohibited. Nothing in this section, you know, of the, the, the uh, what's being proposed to on the ballot to vote for, nothing in this section shall prohibit an inmate from working when the inmate has been duly convicted of a crime. Yeah. And so that's, yeah. that's a thing. That's a thing. So we got to We got to vote that speaking, speaking of inmates and voting, um, Florida in 2018, um, they amended their state constitution to allow um, um, individuals who were previously incarcerated at the end of their sentence that they could vote with the exception of people who were incarcerated for murder or sex offenses. So normally in, in, in most states, if you are um, imprisoned for a crime, you've lost your right to vote for the rest of your life, even after you get out of prison, right? Uh, right. It's like the prison time was supposed to be how you paid your debt to society, but apparently they're right. like, nope, let's punish you some more. Um, so so Florida uh, amended its and, and And also at times preventing people from voting until they made, you know, financial restitution that was part of their sentence. Yes, exactly. So you could be out of prison for years, but because you're still paying some um, financial, you know, restitution that was part of your sentence, you couldn't vote. Right. So, uh, so that happened, right? So fast forward in 2020 election, um, some of those individuals, they registered to vote or were told they could, they were allowed to vote. So they registered and they went ahead and voted. Fast forward two years later now, 2022, uh, in an effort to, I don't know, just give himself more uh, conservative street cred, uh, the governor of Florida, Ron DeSantis, started this voter fraud task force and has started- With all the extra money lying around. Yeah, started arresting people who apparently, apparently, um, were not supposed to be allowed to vote because they didn't meet that, you know, restriction after they um, were released from their incarceration. And they recently were being arrested. Um, so uh, this article, this article uh, dated October 19th, um, 19 people were arrested, a whole 19 people were arrested, 12 registered as Democrats and 13 are black. So again, let me talk about when how who these crazy laws disproportionately affect. There is video online you can find it of people just absolutely being stunned as to like what is happening. Like, how are we being arrested for this when <laughs> the state told us we could vote? Right? You just don't you just right. don't show up and vote. You have to be registered to vote. There's actually a story read of a man who went into the DMV to get his license, and they were like, "You should register to vote." He's like, "No, I'm a." I've been a convicted felon and it was a sex of, uh, offense. I don't think I can vote. And they're like, no, you can vote. So he right. went ahead and registered 
voted and then he got arrested. Right. So how, right. So it's, you know, so how does somebody, so you, we're making it okay for you to register to vote and giving you your little voter ID card, right. but then we're going to arrest you because you're not really allowed to. So that seems like a good system. Uh, um, yeah. And here's the other, the other part of the, the equation. So this is, um, this is a third degree felony. Yeah. If you're being arrested for for voter fraud, um, this is a third degree felony. If you're someone who's, you know, you know, uh, depending on your record, a third degree felony, you could just wind up back in prison for life. Now, what I'm understanding, uh, what I'm understanding from this is because the the nature of how they uh, uh, they rule this crime, uh, when you're arrested, you go, you don't, you don't go to jail right away what you know they take you down to the take you down to the police station they they book you and then you go immediately to a uh, bond which means you can pay a bond and walk out of jail and it's like uh $500 i think is the fine right now um so so but again again that's assuming everybody just has an extra $500 lying around and to your point it's still on your record yeah right now uh, it turns out that one of those 20 people, his case was dismissed and the charges were dismissed. The Miami state judge threw out the case against Robert Lee Wood ruling that the statewide prosecutor who is overseeing all 20 cases had no jurisdiction because the alleged crime did not occur in at least two judicial circuits. I don't know what that means, but the point is now we have, we there's, there's now a precedent being set that could maybe overturn right. overturn these charges um, and the governor and, and the governor is going to appeal that ruling exactly. i'm like really you okay. don't have better things people. to do 20 people so 20 people yeah it's, it's, go out and vote people uh, um and people are going out to vote especially in georgia yes, yes. In Georgia, record numbers. Voting uh, early voting is happening in record numbers right now. Um, in Georgia, um, I I I'm not in Georgia, but I am an early voter, um, and I'm doing mail-in voting because long lines are not my jam. Um, so that's happening in spite of the fact that last year, um, so many voter restriction laws were put into place in Georgia. It was like yeah. ridiculous. And we, we've talked about this on previous podcasts and, and, and stuff, but, but yeah, it is, it is, it's in, in, insane. Um, and we've talked about, uh, Herschel Walker and Raphael Warnock, uh, Stacey Abrams is running again, although she's, uh, behind in the polls. Um, but yeah, it's it's insane. Last year, uh, Republicans introduced 253 bills in 43 states in the first two months of 2021 that made it yeah. harder to vote. So yeah, Georgia is definitely, you know, one of those leading the pack. You want to know how to, you know, bring back Jim Crow. You want to know how to, you know, how to creatively restrict voting. Georgia has, um, you know, evil genius, I guess would be the word to, um, to just hamper voting and keep people from, uh, from having a say, 
people from, you know, I just, I, I just, you know, it, it's going to leak out of Georgia <laughs> to the rest of the country. And I, I feel myself all nervous, like, okay, I'm going to have to, I really need to think about moving somewhere else. I mean, that's what goes on for me. I don't. Um, so you don't live in Georgia. Where are you moving to? What do you mean? No, but I mean, it's going to roll out of Georgia. Like it's uh, leaking over the borders. Into, well, I mean, you live in Missouri, so that's a good enough. It's state just as bad. Gonna we say, have Josh Hawley. <laughs> Anywho. So. It's just as bad. So, well, it is. Well, it's the, but no, I don't live in Georgia. However, people are watching other people. Right. So you watch what's going on in Georgia. You watch. Um, you know, what's going on with the, all the midterm elections and it's, you know, giving, giving people to, you know, the right to, there's always been oppression. There's always been racism. There's always been sexism and we're getting more and more comfortable with codifying it. And yes. so people are, you know, I, I might be afraid to do it, but then I watch, well, look, Georgia did it, Arizona did, you know, Texas is, you know, got more, you know, transgender bans you know on the uh, laws on the books than anybody you know like it just it makes it okay for it doesn't make it okay but i mean it makes it it's just building this a more and more of a solid base to to building a country that i don't even know what it's going to look like like i don't even recognize it yeah I know, right. just not a helpful, <laughs> not a helpful comment. I know you want to keep moving to other headlines, <laughs> no, 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 but, it's, but I want, I just, I no, want, that was a, that was a sigh of despair. <laughs> it was. And I, I really, I want people to really stop and think about this idea of, I don't care who it is. We just need to get the house back. We just need to get the Senate back. Like why? Like what exactly do you think you're going to get? So, like, so think it through people. So, I mean, let's let's be clear, um, you know, given who I am assuming listens to our podcast, we're probably here talking to the choir. But yes. some of those choir, some of you choir people, you got family members. Yes. And and you got to talk to them. So call back to our uh, previously advertised workshop, talking to your people, talking to your people. <laughs> you yeah, I guess that's I guess that's where my plea comes. Like, right. I, needing the people that are, you know, we're an echo chamber, probably, you know, for those that are listening to us, but, you know, get off off your affirmations and say something. Right. Like, ah. exactly, exactly. And for those of you who are in spiritual communities, um, ministers, especially who, you know, you have um, uh, mixed politically diverse congregations, right? Um, generally the fear is if I, if I speak one way or another, I'm going to lose the people who were the opposite of what I'm saying. Right. Um, I got, I got this when I was in, in, uh, being a church minister in, in Massachusetts, um, and leading up to Trump's election. And after he was elected, you know, those who were more Republican leaning, they were like, you know, you're pandering, you somebody actually said to me, you're pandering to the gay folk in our church. I was like, what? <laughs> right. Uh, and this is this is not we don't we don't feel we don't feel like our views are accepted here. We don't feel I was like, well, I mean, maybe not. <laughs> right. Maybe they're not welcome here. Tell me what they are and I'll right. tell you if it's to, to discriminate right. because yeah, someone yeah. Is, you know, then you know, that's correct. Your view's not welcome. 
Exactly, exactly. Um, to say things like, well, I voted Republican because of economic policies, but no, I don't agree with all the other stuff. You can't separate them. They, they, they right. all come with the same package. Right. <laughs> right. So, right. so anyways, but, but the point being made is it's not, rather than operate from the fear of we're going to lose people, you know, approach this from the idea of we have to let everyone know, again, regardless of what party they're on, what's at stake because you might be republican you know does not mean that there isn't a family member you have who is trans and these laws are going to affect them right it doesn't mean that that so so to use that as an example so we've got to think beyond ourselves and our own just like you know right and wrong political leanings around this and someone would say to me well don't you would you know well would you say that to yourself around democrats and i'm like sure if the democrats were seeking to take rights away Absolutely. I, would, I would say that remember there was a time in this country you know when when it was the republicans that were one trying to instill rights and the democrats were the racists trying to take rights away right and then at some point the they sort of switched their uh their their views and their mentality so it's it's not about the party it's about the policies that they want to uh put into uh put into place um yeah. speaking of policies uh talk to us about this mississippi civil rights case with the epa oh yeah the so we know that there's been several months of um Missis jackson mississippi has not had clean water failing water system right. and um and so um, I think it was just yesterday that um, the Environmental Protection Agency um, is looking into Mississippi state agencies um, because they're uh, this it, um, as they as we look at the failing water system and what's gone on and um, and how we how Jackson Mississippi got to that place of no clean water um, it appears as though the Mississippi state uh, has been discriminating against, you know, it's Jackson, Mississippi is largely a black city um, by refusing to fund improvements. Um, so, appears, uh, appears. Yeah. That <laughs> um, yes, well, it, you know, it's yeah, it is. That's that's what's come out. Um, and after, so two congressional committees said that they were starting a joint investigation because. Um, it left it, most homes and businesses without running water mm -hmm. um, in during you know for multiple days during late August and early September, and then came um, the uh, and then this heavy rainfall, um, which made problems even worse at the main water treatment in Jackson, um, and then and um, a state emergency being called. Um, or yeah, state of emergency being called, and the, the health department, and it just um, eighty turned out eighty percent of Jackson's one hundred fifty thousand residents are black, and about mm -hmm. a quarter of that population lives in poverty. So by the time the state, uh, the governor, issued an emergency order, residents had already been, um, you know, had already been boiling water for over a month you know, I've been told to in order yeah. to kill all the contaminants. Um, and it's it's just, it's one, again, one misstep after another, one turning away from the 
um, from those that need the help the most that are, oh, look, they're the, you know, our Black people and those living in poverty. And um, they really believe that there's enough evidence to, um, that the state of Mississippi intentionally held back resources to, um, to fix yeah. the water infrastructure. So um, the complaint said that uh, um, the Jackson received funds over 25, over the last 25 years, um, it received funds from an important federal program only three times. And then when they tried to fund improvements themselves, those efforts were repeatedly blocked by Mississippi state political leaders. Now the, and now the state is taking over control of Jackson's water system, claiming that the, the city, which again, 80% black and the black mayor, um, doesn't says, they said the governor is like, they have proven they have no ability to manage the water system. Yeah. <laughs> Oi. All right. Yeah. Well, they've, is... they've, they've re also repeatedly divested in, you know, um, you know, taken, uh, you know, money out, re-diverted, you know, what you just said, but on, on multiple, multiple times over multiple years. And yet now we're going to penalize you for not yes. managing your water system. Yes. Uh, Oi. It is. So, uh, Yeah. We'll see. We'll keep you posted as to how that turns out, but I'm sure you'll see some headlines um, about it. Um, so here's an interesting uh, story um, coming out of coming out of uh, Grant, Michigan. Um, a Grant, Michigan high school sophomore won a contest to uh, brighten up the middle school health center. So they decided to paint a mural with images of smiling children and the message that says stay healthy in the painting there are three children a boy seen in a light blue pink and white shirt the colors of the trans pride flag a girl wears pink royal blue and purple colors of the bisexual flag and then the second girl in the painting is in rainbow pride colors Mm -hmm. And parents are demanding that it's been taken down because, of course, it is now promoting homosexuality. Also, this this is the one that gets me. There's also accusations of witchcraft. Because, yes. Gotta, gotta love, gotta love adults. Uh, because because their faces from a popular video game called uh, Genshin Impact and a Hamsa hand. And uh, you know that hand with the with the eye warden off evil, um, and it yeah, is most also people see it as like it's the palm of the hand and has the eye and yeah, some I dots a, around it. I got, a, I got a tattoo of it uh, right here, buried buried in my sleeve. There's the ah, Hamsa, yeah. But I got a yin and yang instead of the eye because it just looked weird. This eye. Oh, so you put other symbols of witchcraft within it? Exactly. This this whole this whole art. This is a good <laughs> Facebook video day, people. This whole sleeve. <laughs> It's full of idolatry and witchcraft symbols. Yeah. Uh, and yes, we've listen, I've had this discussion with some family members in Barbados. First wow. of all, tattooing, tattooing is, is oh. the devil's work. Oh, is I, it? Okay. Yes. Oh, of course it is. Of course it is. I want to stump my grandmother because I said to her, well, what if I got a tattoo of Jesus? And she kind of like didn't know what to mm. say to that, but right, right. Yes. But so yes, that, I got. I got the you, and there's also, you know, so there's the hand, 
right. the Hamsa hand in there. But when you look at the image, there's also what appears to be, um, you know, a girl wearing a hijab, you know, a, a scarf over her head. And there's, um, there's just these, you know, multifaceted expressions of humanity, um, but it's, it's all, um, it's all hate material, according to someone, a gentleman at apparently the, there was a, a meeting. There was a, there's always a meeting. Yeah. Yes. There was a, there was a meeting. Um, the, uh, my favorite, my favorite response, uh, uh, parent Tracy Hargraves, who has two children in the school yeah. system came to defend the student artist. She says, I'm a conservative right wing gun loving American, and I've never seen more bigoted people in my life. She said the meeting turned into a hate fest. Usually there are 10 people at these meetings, 50 showed up. Wow. It wasn't even about the mural. People were talking about how they need to pray the gay away. <sighs> and then she said, I had to stand up and say something. It was out of control. She says it was out of control. You can't catch gay honey. It's not, it's contagious. not contagious. Uh yes. Um I've had to say that to I've had to say that to some of my family members um in the past um as well. So yeah, it's a it's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. Um uh, apropos of nothing, my wireless mouse just went dead. And oh. I, so I can't pull up pages. I can't, I can't move. Tabs. Okay. All right. <laughs> so let's well, talk about, uh, let's end with some good news. Um, yes, absolutely. And some, some good representation news. This, yes. this much I remember. So should we talk about anime Wong? Let's do it. While I look for he some batteries. First Asian American on us currency. Um, yep. It's going to start. She, um, um, the, um, she is the fifth. So Anime Wong's coin is the fifth in a series of quarters to feature prominent American women. Um, she is, Anime Wong is regarded as Hollywood's first Asian American movie star. Um, she's a third generation American um, career. Uh, she's a third generation American. Um, and she, she actually, her career got started when there was widespread anti-Asian xenophobia. Um, but she, uh, she gained fame from her roles in silent films, The Toll of the Sea, that was 1921, 22. Um, then there was The Thief, Thief of Baghdad, one of the first Technicolor movies in 1924. Um, but she, um, yeah, so she's, as an Asian woman, she's she was often relegated to playing the villain, an enslaved person or a maid yep. or, um, but uh, yeah, so she's gonna be, she's gonna be on a and, quarter. And and she turned down a pretty uh, significant role when again, she was asked to be, uh, I think it was in the good earth. Uh, she was asked to uh, be a villain character. And yep. she was, was tired of starring role. Um, and she turned it down. So uh, yeah, yeah to so be a, she to be a sex worker. Right, exactly. Yep. So um, good for her. Good for good for that representation. Um, you yep. know, However, decades too late it is, at least it's there. And also, also, uh, Broadway, Broadway's, Broadway's getting blackified. Um, there's a theater that's going to be open next month, and it's going to be renamed and named after the legend Lena Horne. Yes. Yep. And there'll be a whole block party celebration. Not just whole the, block party. Not just the dedication, but um, uh, the article from um, The Root. Uh, it says Broadway continues its blackest season ever by honoring a true legend and icon. 
Yes. Um, Lena Horn, my mother, I don't, um, my mother loved Lena Horn. Um, growing up, I remember hearing her, uh, you know, mentioned often. Um, but yeah, good news. One of the legends, one of the legends. One of the legends, yeah. All right. Uh, that will do it for today um, in um, in our headlines. And um, once again, please, 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 if you have, make sure you're registered to vote. You can early vote. Um, I always encourage people to early vote, not wait till the day of to go try stand in a line because you never know what's going to happen on that day. If early voting is allowed in your state, please go take advantage of it. Please yes. go. Please go talk to your people. Let them know what's at stake. Um, and if they are very clear that they can't vote Democrat, maybe encourage them to stay home on that day. I don't know. I don't want to encourage people not to exercise their right uh, to vote. Everyone should exercise their right to vote and vote. Vote. Vote wisely. Vote wisely. Vote on what's at stake. Never mind Republican Democrat. What's you know? And and if you think rights. right. And that's, I was about to say, if you don't think the issues are affecting you directly and therefore they're not at stake for you, again, you are mistaken because uh, the the idea of of removing rights is just, um, with Republicans in power, is just going to keep going further and further and further mm-hmm. and further. And if it doesn't affect you directly, it's going to affect someone you know. Someone you love. Oh, and if it doesn't affect you directly right now, it doesn't it will? It will eventually. It will eventually. It will. Yes. Um. So yes. So and and how do how do we know this? Uh, Roe v. Wade is a great example. It is yep. a great great example of that. Um. So um. As always, thank you for listening. Thank you for spreading the word about our podcast. Um. Follow, subscribe, and please rate us on all your podcast platforms. Uh, spread the word about it. Um, join us and watch us live um, as we record this on Facebook Tuesdays and Fridays, three-ish, three-ish um, Eastern. Eastern time. Um, and uh, please visit at projectsanctus.com so you can see all the other fun stuff we got going on, the workshops we have coming, and make a donation to keep this train running. Um, and help us do the work we do help us do the work we do come do the work with us and mm-hmm. oh yeah and also if you have friends who don't know what a podcast is you can direct them on the interwebs to with love and justice for all and they can listen there so until next time people let's get our holy on 